So my story of finding an owl in New Mexico is, I think it was on a telephone wire. I even think it might have been on somebody's mailbox. It was very small. Smallest oh. owl I've ever seen. Did it have long legs? Do you, do you remember if it had long legs? It was like seated on its legs. So I didn't really get it, a good look at them. Yeah, we do have these kind, I forget what they're called, but they are, are very small. Are those screech owls? No, that's not a screech owl. Okay. I forget what it's called, but it's something that burrows in with other burrowing animals. Oh. Like they have a, like a symbiotic kind of yes. relationship with burrowing animals. Very yeah. interesting. Yeah, those are those are more ubiquitous here. Um, okay. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah, great horned owl right outside my window. Very, very super, super exciting. Like I literally was jumping up and down like a kid, but I was trying to be quiet. <laughs> but it heard me and it kind of looked down. Did it hear you jumping up and down? I heard something. Like I thought I was I was like <laughs> I, was I was just so yes. I was like literally felt like a little kid like oh my god oh my god so it was just very majestic and it was so close I think that's what it was it was just so close yeah. up and anyway then it flew away and that was that and then um and then a day before that or a day after that I don't remember I saw bobcat which also you know we have oh. here I've heard oh. people oh, yeah, they see them all the time I, but I never did and and now I did that's awesome I never saw a bobcat when yeah, they're, they're beautiful. They're really beautiful. So beautiful. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily to be feared, not necessarily, you know. They, not necessarily. They, they'll eat your, your little cat or whatever. If you, but they won't eat your kid. You. <laughs> so I would like to talk about uh, starting with these two animals as totem animals. If one has a connection with owl and seems to see owl in a lot of places, Mm -hmm. And at, you know, different times. Owl is an interesting one because owl is like the, the shaman owl, but owl also can signify death. And it made me think of your friend who you just lost and then mm. seeing that owl. Mm. So as Jeremy Taylor says, you know, dreamer's choice, share a, as much or less as you want. Would you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, I'm actually just looking up owl medicine because I looked it up the other day and it, it said something different. Um, oh, deception. De it says deception, I think. Um, wisdom. And that comes across in every every different website that I looked at is wisdom, intuition, and supernatural power. Yes. Independent thinker and observ observant listening which I really feel like that suits me. Like, I feel like that is my medicine. Wow. Um, yeah, I definitely, that, yeah, like this doesn't say anything about death, but you know, I'm sure there are other, yeah. Oh yeah, other. oh yeah. And that's a superstition, you know, I mean. Yeah, and I don't, I don't particularly, that doesn't really work for me actually, because what, what does that mean? I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, what does that mean, death? I mean, I, I'm not saying what does death mean, but like, yes. what does it mean, like, to have owl medicine that signifies death? Does that? I I might think the death, or if this was my totem and I saw the owl, I might think that it was, you know, showing me. Oh, excuse me. Bless you, showing me death on a metaphorical plane, so that could be synonymous with a spiritual rebirth. 
it's okay. death. So something has to be let go of yeah. for then the rebirth. Yeah, I guess I didn't experience, I mean, okay. So I will just say that my friend, I, I don't know if I shared this last time, but a very, very close friend passed away a couple of weeks ago when I happened to be visiting in New York and she was there. Happened to have been the last friend to see her several days before she died. And we spent time together and we made art together. And I felt very blessed and gifted by that um, connection with her right before she passed. And I did have a sighting of an eagle, which I have never in my whole entire life seen an eagle. I mean, really? We have eagles here. But this was so clearly an eagle. Like, wow, wow. Her husband, who was about to essentially take her off life support. And I wasn't even home yet. And an eagle came right over my car. It's a beautiful, beautiful moments. What did you feel? Did you feel like I just felt like that a was company? Her, I felt like, like it was her spirit just being like, "I'm gonna, I'm, I'm soaring now. I'm yes. not this, you know, uh-huh. this, this fucked up body anymore." Yes, I'm, yes. She's so free of the body. Right? Yeah, it felt like that, and it felt like, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. Like, yes. it's just like a, you know, it just felt like her spirit moving on. That's what it felt like her spirit moving on, and the owl sighting, you know. It, you know, the fact that I am seeing all these animals all of a sudden, I am sharing it with yes. us too, because we're both kind of feeling this connection to nature and, you know, feel, feeling, feeling her and feeling connected to her through different things. Like he was talking about, um, he saw a monarch butterfly and he felt like that was her, yes. you know, just kind of flitting by and just a reminder. So, you know, I don't know what's true about all of that, but, but, you know, it's comforting, I think, for, for people to. And especially people who look for meaning in their lives, meaning seekers. Like that's very meaningful. Seeing a butterfly and that would be transformation, you know, and my dream. (laughs) So that's, you know, I, owls to me, I've always, I feel like I want to dig this thing out and show you, but might take too long. Um, I've been into owls since I was a kid. Like I, but I didn't know what it meant or anything. I knew that I thought they were super cool and creatures. And when I was, an, I don't know, 15 or so, as a project in high school, I did uh, a, a, a twin size sheet, bed sheets size, um, batik of an owl in flight. Oh. It would have been a great horn owl, but I didn't. In know. flight? It was, it's flying? Yeah. And it's absolutely amazing. It's actually amazing. Like I am saying this. I don't, I couldn't do it today. I don't know how I did it. Yeah. That's just amazing. It's, yeah. It's Your quite 15, 15 year old self. My yeah. 15 year old self wasn't afraid of anything. And it was just like, so enamored with this thing. That's that I right. That it will depict it. I yeah. shall depict this. <laughs> I shall do this because it's cool. <laughs> and yeah. I did. So anyway, one of these days, maybe I'll, I don't know where it is. I'll, I'll take it out and show I, you. Though. I'd love to see it. So it's kind of a good segue into my dreams about bald eagles that I have identified bald eagle as one of my stronger animal totems and I I have like a series of dreams with bald eagles and um I'd like to share three of them they're just snippets they're not and one of the dreams and this is when I think I was living in New Mexico I climbed up a tree oh no there was an eagle sitting on a branch of a tree and it made eye contact with me 
the yellow eyes. And then we just like, we're staring at each other. And the eagle said, a baby is going to be born. The midwife is there. And, and it, it was just like a very uh, natural feeling, very native, possibly feeling, being in New Mexico. And so that was my probably my first eagle dream. So then I was looking out for them. I mean, it looked me in the eye. It was like claiming me, you know. Um, and I had a dream that I was at the Ashokan Reservoir, which is a reservoir we have here in where is it? Olive, Olive Bridge. And um, all of a sudden, again, this is a dream. All of a sudden, a huge bald eagle head rises up from the water. And I think I was floating around on like a kid's inner tube type thing. So I wasn't actually in the water, but I wasn't in any place to get out of there fast either. But I know, of course, I didn't feel threatened by it at all. But it was just such a sight to see this eagle rise up out of the water. Wow. And then save wow. the best for last. Another eagle dream I had. I dreamed that I was standing right in front of a bald eagle and we were making out. <laughs> I was making out with the bald eagle and he he pretended to be smoking one of his tail feathers. He just like pretended to be. And I, he gave me, so I think he put, yeah, he put, then he put that tail feather in my back pocket, like very flirtatiously. So that was eagle. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. What, what do you make of that one? That one's kind of interesting. I mean, I feel, I feel similarly with all three that they are claiming me that I have some work to do that eagle finds mm. valuable. <laughs> I don't, I don't actually know. I just think. What do you make of eagle medicine? Like, do you, sorry, I'm just adjusting this. I, you, I like, you, I like you, that one. Your, your skin is more like honey than super bright. Those who are just listening, Ellen is just futzing around with her my lighting. lighting. I'm having weird shadow issues going on here. <laughs> That's <laughs> interesting. <laughs> So I think in the Native American animal cards, medicine cards mm -hmm. written by um, Carson, David Carson, who's Choctaw, and um, some woman, I'm sorry, I'm not thinking of her name right now, but she's co-written other books and probably authored some of her own. So eagle in that book means, what does it mean? It means spirit. Eagle means spirit. And so, you know, fly so high is, is you know, eagle has symbolized so many different peoples around the globe, you know, who, who associate with eagle because it's, you know, it's fierce and it's, you know, wow, it's awesome. It's awesome, is I think. I always think of eagle as like independence. Maybe yeah. Like oh yeah, because the bird. U.S. <laughs> right, right. But I mean, I wonder if that's what you know why they picked yeah. it. I don't know. Uh, that's great. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of googling things as we because I'm so curious. Uh -huh. Oh, and I believe the Native Americans. I don't know which tribe or more than one, 
uh, also really valued eagle and eagle was significant in their cultures too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think Rome, oh, oh, right? Wait, eagle. Oh, I just saw something on a sh- um So I was watching, I'm watching, I'm watching like this teen drama show called Heartland. Okay. <laughs> it's filmed on a ranch. I actually like drama. teen, teen drama. I, I actually do too. <laughs> I, I, that's my guilty pleasure. And um, yeah, it's filmed on this incredible ranch in somewhere in Canada. I forget where. Yeah. Amazingly gorgeous scenery. And anyway, it's, it's all about horses and the relationships. Yeah. You know, this young girl's like a horse whisperer and whatever. And uh, there's there's a Native American. This is there's something that happens, you know, with, and they're doing a ceremony. And this is Native American guy. He's like the original sort of horse whisperer. And he uh, says something. He holds an eagle feather and he's holding it up. And he said something like, "The eagle is supposedly the o- the only being that has touched God. He d- or touched the Great Spirit. Wow." Like, flown o- to touch. You know. Oh, I, I he hadn't said heard very that. But I that's, was like, oh, that's super. That's cool. I love really it. Cool. So, so yeah. I think eagles. Yeah, I think spirit, like you said, spirit. that's the connection. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So, and what what animals do you find in your dreams now and again? Um, you know, I uh, let's see. I tend not to dream. So, I mean, if I dream about animals, it's often like dogs and cats, like my dogs. Like and domestic. Cats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, domestic animals. Um, yes. Horses. I dream. I have okay. horse dreams. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, remember the horse dream? I don't know. I several do. Several weeks or so ago. And then there was a I remember We interpreted yeah. absolutely opposite each other. <laughs> yeah, and I still don't really know what that one means. Listener, but. that just goes to show you, dream work is subjective. <laughs> yeah. And the only one who knows what your dream means is you. Exactly. Right? People, Projective. <laughs> yeah. People have all sorts of opinions and, th- and thoughts. And, you know, sometimes it catches you and it's like, well, yes. yeah, it's interesting. I never yes. thought of that. Yes. Yes. Like, nope. That doesn't yeah. really. No, it doesn't feel right for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So no, I don't have you know I don't have those um, um, kind of you know magical like I, I remember when we were in Robert Moss's dream workshops together, yes. and yes. we sort of laying down in a circle and going on the dream journeys right and he would be dreaming. Yes. And I always, you know, people would come back and I thought they are making this shit up. <laughs> they would come back from- There's the no way they'd really It's talk like, about. oh, I was in a crystal palace and there was a, a puma <laughs> and a lion. I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I know. I'm that was just, that was just me being- I, I see. And that's you like first dipping your toe in with, well, I don't know if it's the beginning, with this group of dreamers. You know, Robert Moss has a very specific. Yeah, he draws a specific kind like of. A shamanic. It's it's like more well, magical dreamwork. Yeah, like shamanic really works for me. You know, yeah, yes. nature-based spirituality yes. totally yes. 100% works for me. Yes. It was just, it was all very fantastical. And I, and so I'm not saying that people really didn't have those visions and dreams, but it, it wasn't what I was having. That's what I want to say. It just, that wasn't happening for me. It was all very, you know, whatever I come up with. And some, some of it was quite imaginative, but there's no like wild animals or, you know, crystal palaces (laughs) or (sighs) magical castle or. Yeah. 
<laughs> whatever I'm being uh, I love it I love it well yes yeah. you mentioned imagination and I thought that was another good segue mm -hmm. so I've been doing listeners Ellen knows this and I think you know this too last episode was episode 75 I feel like whoo that's really intense and and so I think that the imagination is like one of the last uh, places to venture. You know, you're discovering what's in the ocean or we're discovering now what's in space. But I think if we don't use our imagination for positive and um, like good images and healing and prayer, then I think that we're missing out on a, a vast resource within ourselves. You know, and I, I've been now listening to three, three different teachers on YouTube. Um, the first one, he's amazing. His name is Sadha Guru. And he's like amazing. I'll send you a link later. And um, the second one is, oh, I hope that's not a mouse. My cats are like doing something. Um, the second one is, his name is Neville Goddard. And he's like from the 40s or something. It's like, he, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't think that he's a spiritualist. Or I wouldn't think that he's a spiritualist. He looked like just any other guy, you know? And um, which reminds me of the line in the, so I just saw the matrix again and I had to watch the ending three times because I just needed that. And at one point Neo says, to Trinity, I'm I'm just a guy, like I'm just a guy. And then, of course, he was the the um, savior of their world. So this man is just a guy. But the first couple of YouTube videos of him I saw, I felt like I was being given the manuscript for life. I felt like, oh, this is how we live life. Like, I, I didn't know, I didn't know that, you know, or, or possibly I knew parts of it, but it reaffirmed that for me. It, it was an affirmation for me in that way. And um, yeah, so I've been using imagination now and I think I've talked about it in the last episode also. I have created a prayer cathedral that I feel like I really believe in the power of prayer very, very much in every bit of my being. And I thought, well, it, then I, you know, and I would like say a prayer here or there for whomever, but I thought if I really believe in this, then I need to, you know, commit some time and energy. And one of the things that um, Neville says is, he doesn't call it a lim the liminal space between waking and dreaming, and of course, Ellen, this is where we would incubate a dream in the liminal space and then, you know, getting ready to go off to dreamland. Um, but he says that that is the place where you can make, you can manifest what you are thinking about so strongly or um, praying for. He's saying that, um, he's saying the, that not creativity, but or maybe he is saying creativity or just imagination, but he's saying 
imagination is the Christ, you know, and he's very biblical, he's quoting Old Testament, you know, Torah and, and New Testament. And he feels that that is so connected because everything's already been created somewhere in scripture. It says that, I don't know where. And, um, and so now we are the creators and we get to create whatever we want in our imagination. And, you know, we think that we're not very responsible for what we think. It's not my words, it's not what I'm doing, it's just what I'm thinking or dreaming. And um, I am learning that that is not true. <laughs> that in fact, we are expected to join a higher frame of mind. And that spirit, is, is not gonna let it just fly by, pass by. You know, I feel like I'm learning so much these days. And one of the things that I did is I have created what I'm calling a prayer cathedral. And um, so I, you know, I built it in my imagination. And I, at first I thought, is it made of stone? Is it like an old church or, and then I was like, is it in a grove of trees and more of a pagan? ritual and um but I would go there every night and a friend said to me I'm like I just don't have it quite worked out yet and my friend said well you're just laying the groundwork you're just starting the habit of like going into this space so you it doesn't have to be a, a, like a like a, a fixed thing in your mind I mean it's your imagination you can change it and and you know, expand it or however it is that you want to work with such an image. So what it ended up being is, well, there's a stream there and there's a wonderful spiritual seeker, animal communicator, Anna Breitenbach, who in one of her documentaries, it shows her sitting there and she just lifts up a rock and places it down. And it's, you know, perfectly balanced the first try she's just so in tune with with the world and so she is sitting um along the stream and then and I learned I keep saying I'm learning so much I learned that in my imagination that this place needs to be filled with animals it needs to be peopled <laughs> with animal persons you know, and so, you know, that was one thing that I learned. I'm learning so much. So I used to just fill up the cathedral in my imagination. And, but I learned, no, I need to greet the people as they walk in. And then I also realized they need to walk in in the same way as if you were walking into a sweat lodge where you walk in and you go clockwise around. And that's what I figured that they needed to do. And um, so, and, and some people just come by, they stop by for a day. They need a little extra juju, you know? And some people are, are staying in that prayer cathedral because, you know, and I feel that, you know, I, I work with it a little bit. Like I know who all the people are in the prayer cathedral. And um, sometimes I switch their places with each other. 
as I think, oh, you know, story will be really good next to these children who just lost their dad. Or, you know, oh, she's like a, like a great female luminary. I'm gonna put her with these female luminaries from here to there, you know, in, in the cathedral. And so, and, and it goes on and on. And one of the last things you do is because there are so many healers in this cathedral that we add our healing light into the center. And lately, wow, the universe is like meeting us, surpassing us and like dynamic. And at first it was just us, you know, giving our prayers. But now, this is only like the past two days, you know, it's a storm of, of light. It's very, very- You say us, who do you mean? Us in the prayer circle, cathedral? Yeah, just human beings. Yeah. Well, how did, in what context? What, how did I say it? You just said, you know, us. We're, you know, us and we're meeting them and us, you know, you just said that. Oh, I think that's kind of cool. Did you mean you? (laughs) I don't (laughs) Me, myself, and I. Uh, Uh, Maybe you just mean other spirits like you who you're joining. Maybe you're. Maybe we're all joining. In that I think we world. are. Some of us, not all of us. But. Neville Goddard, he's freaking yeah. amazing. And then I also love that guy who lives in Taos. Greg Braden. 3G Greg. 3G Greg. Just get it. Is that how you remember it? <laughs> he uses the two Gs at the end of his name. So, um, yeah. And, his, and I find these three people I'm mentioning and so many others have the exact same message that you co-create your life and that you just put focus on what you wish to attain and you know everything works in your favor to to have you attain it and it's I think because uh Neville Goddard often says it's the secret I think that it's based on his teaching that the book The Secret was probably written. And I, I never read it. I did see the movie and there were some things I was wowed by for sure, but I found it to be too materialistic. You know, oh, I put a hundred dollar bill on my ceiling and not a hundred dollar bill, a million dollar bill or whatever, and wrote out a, a bill and, and, and he made tons of money or, this woman who really wants that necklace in the jewelry store. And yeah. then, oh, she gets it unexpectedly a week later. So I just felt like, ah, you know, Nonsense. I'm, yeah. I'm not, not interested. So I say again. That's not what it's about. It's no. not about material things, although you although, could add if that's what if that's for the, for the greater good that, that's what floats your boat <laughs> right well you know if i you know if i wanted money it would be for something very specific like some yeah. project that i want to build a community project or something it would just be for like a what you know a new refrigerator or something yeah yeah uh, yeah so i get i get that that it's not about that but yes kind of an illustration but I, believe, I, I believe there because it's that like meets like is that what they call it? Or positivity brings positivity. Um, law of attraction. Law of attraction. Thank you. Yeah. Right. That we vi- it's a vibration. And I really it is. I really yeah. believe that too. I it's also like do. energy is 
vibrates, right? That's physics. Absolutely. Um, and, and if you're vibrating at a certain level, you're going to attract that, you know. Yes. Yeah. Right. That we have soul groups, not just soulmates. We mm -hmm. have soul groups of people yeah. that we resonate with. And, yeah. and, and that's, you know, resonate. I mean, it literally. <laughs> people we resonate. Yes, literally. That's a, where that word comes from, right? It just yes. It's really resonating. Wow, I love it. I think that's what that word means, really. Yeah. When we yes. say, oh, you really resonate with that. It's like, it's like. Right, it absolutely, <laughs> it absolutely is. Yeah. Yeah, and so then, and then once we've added so much healing, light and energy in the middle, you know, we being the people in prayer cathedral, and then the universe, um, then I, I send it out around the globe. And so I, I have in uh, like minutia in small detail. I was in like Louisiana and there was an old woman on a, on a respirator. And, and, you know, so I was also like giving her blessings, you know, whomever, whomever. I was just imagining different people that could be struggling right now. And, um, but it's really exhausting because I have to go to every continent. And if you go, if you're close in, you know, it's a big world, you know, but um, now, and I just learned this, I think last night, see, this is what I mean by saying I'm learning so much every day. Sometimes I used to, so at the end, sorry, I keep talking over myself, at the end of our prayer cathedral, when all of the guests have filled the space, then it's me and my three kids, my two boys and one of their fiance. And I say the Hebrew prayer that surrounds us with the angels. So we say, in the name of God, of Israel, of Israel may Michael be at my right, Gabriel at my left, Oriel before me, Raphael behind me, and above my head, the holy Shekhinah. So um, I, and, and I've, I've had to picture these angels in different ways, you know, in different cultures. They were all different cultures for a little while. And then, and then it just got, again, it's kind of exhausting work. It's hard work, you know, like in the mind. And um, yeah, I, hang on one second, Alan, okay? Sure. I think Lev is going out. 